Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Now for our story. It was lunchtime in Wakefield, and the little town's coffee shops and restaurants were crowded with shopkeepers and clerks or farmers and their wives who had come into market. It was ordinarily an animated hour or two when people ran into acquaintances, stopped to exchange a bit of news or gossip. But today, from the coffee shop in the Brown Palace Hotel to the simpler surroundings of Lee's Diner at the other end of Main Street, there was an unusual buzz of excitement. The local newspaper, the Wakefield Sentinel, had doubled its distribution lately while the Calvert Mead custody suit had been in progress. And now, on the day following the sensational culmination of the case, the townspeople are busily discussing every aspect of it. Bill Mead, who had instituted the custody suit for a child which turned out to be Lisa and Lance Fenner's son, knew only too well what a stir of interest his entrance into any of the eating places would create, and so he decided to strip lunch. Instead, he strolled over to the square and sat down on a bench in the sun. A moment later, he saw a handsome, rather stocky young man coming toward him, Mario Descari, a young man with thick, dark, curly hair wearing a clean, faded blue work shirt. <laughs> Mario grins happily as he catches sight of his friend. Hello, Mr. Mead. Hi, Mario. Sorry, I'm glad to see you. I'm on my way to the bank, but... I figured you'd be having lunch about now. I was afraid I'd miss you. Yeah, well, I usually do go out for a bite about this time, but uh, today I didn't feel especially hungry. Sure. Sure, Mr. Mead. I know how that is. I uh, saw the paper this morning about the tough luck you had with the baby. Oh, it's a bad business. Well, it's one of those things, Mario. Everybody's talking about it today. Well, it's so painful, Mr. Mead. When you got a kid, it's a big thing. Me? I've been wanting one a long time. But... Yeah, it makes it feel pretty good. Carl and me, we were talking about it this morning. Say, why don't you come out and have dinner with us? I got some good red wine. Carl will make chicken cacciatore the way you like it. Why don't you, Mr. Me? Oh, thanks, Mario. It sounds very tempting, but not tonight. Soon, sure, no. though. I get a big kick out of coming out to your place. Okay, you let us know. Anytime. I will. Hey, by the way, how's everything going out there? Haven't seen you for quite a while, but with all this trial and stuff. Everything's just fine. We got the new barn almost finished. It looks great. <laughs> Rosa, she's the red cow. She, she thinks she's a queen, I guess. Her own stall. And with a name up above. A name? Sure. Uh, Tyler painted a name up above. Very grand. <laughs> I should say it was. Well, Carla said it would make her feel at home in your barn. <laughs> uh, you've got a wonderful wife, Mario. And a very pretty one, too. Oh. Uh, she's the best. Come to think of it, you're a pretty lucky guy. Let me see. Now, you've only been out of the army a short while. Four months. No, not quite. And here you are, getting the farm into shape, a good crop. It's the loan you fixed up for us. We couldn't have done it without the money. Well, no doubt. Things all went to the Britons. Well, when I came back, I was as mad as a bull. I saw red. I know. 
I'll never forget the day you came to talk about getting alone. <laughs> you were breathing fire. It made me sore seeing the way everything was run down. Oh, I, I got over right away, though, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, we stopped out of it now, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, did you get the half turn again? Oh, you should see it. Just a Carla wanted it white. It just blew out of the windows. The way they do in Italy, where our people come from. Oh, it looks swell. She's got red flowers around in front and a table under the trees. Hmm. Real pretty. I don't know how she finds time to do everything. Uh, Carla works hard. She won't hardly rest. I keep telling her, you got to rest. Don't do so much. But... Will she listen? Well, don't worry, Mario. She'll slow down one of these days. When she has a bambino. Yeah, when she has a bambino. Well, uh, I'm going over to make my payment at the bank today. Well, aren't you early with it, Mario? It isn't due to the 15th. I know, but Carla says, so if we've got the money ready, let's pay it and get it over with. Then we can forget until next month. Well, maybe she's right at that. But most people don't look at it that way. Mm, she's smart. Oh, you know what, Mr. Mead? I'm going to bring her a big surprise. You are? Yes. There's a red dress in the window at Swanson. Oh, she'd be beautiful in it. Twelve ninety-five. That's a lot of money, but I'm going to buy it for her. Swell. Maybe she'll wear it the night I come out for dinner. Sure thing. We'll have a celebration. You can sing that song for us. Sure. What song? Do you remember the one you sang the night of Angelina's wedding? Barbara Allen. Oh, <laughs> gosh, I forgot all about that. And me with a voice like a foghorn. But <laughs> it's good and loud, Mr. Me. <laughs> As the two young men started walking toward the bank, still laughing... They were observed from the window of Ben Calvert's office across the square by Jessie, Ben's wife, who stood idly looking out while she waited for Ben to take her to lunch. Look, Ben. Jessie, if you'll give me a chance to get these letters out. But I'm curious. If that man were to sell you across the square with Bill. With Bill? Well. Oh, yes, yes. I must say, Bill's looking awfully cheerful for a man who's been through what he had. He hasn't enough sense to be affected. Oh, that man is a good-looking chap, isn't he? The army doesn't seem to have heard him. Mm. I think I read something about his return in the paper. Didn't David Bowman give them a loan on their farm? He certainly did. Odd they didn't come to you. Well, they would have if Bill Meade hadn't gotten to them ahead of me. I've always had my eye on that discovery place. Some of the richest land around here. I was going to work and ruin while this Mario was away. He's done wonders with it since he came home. He's a hard-working lad. I can know he's built for it, and broad shoulders. And... I passed by the roof the other day, putting up a new barn. Well, that's one time where David Bowman made a good bargain. If it hadn't been for Bill. But Bill, you can't resent the fact that Bill gave them a loan. It's part of his job. He's got no business here in Wakefield anyway. Why doesn't he go back to Oregon or wherever he came from? Maybe he doesn't want to. After all, Ben, you're not a dictator. You can't tell people where they're going to live, what they're going to do. Ever since he came here, he's caused me nothing but trouble. First, he married Kit. With a certain amount of cooperation on her part, and yours. And ever since then, it's Bill Meade, Bill Meade, Bill Meade. I've gotten to a point where I hate the sound of his name, let alone the sight of him. I wish to heaven there was some way to get rid of him. Now, Ben, this is a free country. You're pretty all-powerful in this town, but you're not that powerful. No, I'm afraid you just have to grin and bear it. It isn't as if he hasn't had his share of grief, too. I'm surprised to see him at work today. But evidently he is, poor fellow. Poor fellow, my eye. 
And then Miss Mario seems to be pretty pally. Isn't it very strange? Somebody was mentioning that the other day. I guess it was Mrs. Trumbull over there. Oh, for heaven's sakes, Desi. The way women ramble. You don't have to give me the whole history. Oh, you're so impatient. Then I forgot. Oh, never mind then. Oh, yes, now I remember. About this Mario. They say he has a very pretty little wife. Nice, sensible girl, but it's so peculiar. He never brings her to town, never takes her out anywhere. Apparently, he wants to keep her all to himself. Well, what about it? I don't see anything so odd. No, nothing really. Although Mrs. Trumbull said he has a reputation for being fiendishly jealous, and there's no reason in the world why he should be either. But it does look as if he has a temper at that. Well, it's surprised he and Bill are such good friends. I understand the whole family keeps pretty much to itself. Well, can't you talk about anything else? Oh, I just meant Bill's a very attractive man, and he must have to go out to the disguise every so often. Oh, anyway, Ben, you have to get so wild every time Bill's name is mentioned. You're getting a positive obsession on the subject. It's not healthy. Jessie Calvert was closer to the truth than she realized. Ben did have an irrational hatred for Bill Mead, especially since the conclusion of the custody suit, since his daughter could have disappeared, leaving Ben to face the ridicule of the townspeople. Now he instinctively looked for a scapegoat so that he could put the blame on someone else. And Bill Mead provided a convenient focal point for his hatred. Yes, Jesse, when you say Ben's attitude is unhealthy, you're only too right. It may turn out to be very unhealthy for somebody else. <laughs> 